again in five. Four. Three. Two. One. Thursday night CrossFit talk with Scott Schweitzer and Jamie Latimer. We about to change the game. We out here taking names. Let our voices rise. Let them reach the sky. We about to change the game. We out here taking names. Let our voices rise. Let them reach the sky. Incorrect, incorrect, dark. Give them more that we got. Kick them the door. Try to knock, but nobody answered. I'm going hard and taking my chances. I give it what is going on everybody welcome to thursday night crossfit talk on a saturday as we break down the cross the crash crucible event in spartansburg south carolina with a very dear friend of mine lauren olson and her team camo athletics which is addy joe and then nick is in the kitchen so guys you guys came in. Um, Addy, I met you at the West semifinals. Um, Lauren, I've known you for a while, and your team made it to the games. And then how how do how did you guys get together? The two of you and these two men, Nick and Joe. Um, so I've actually known these three uh, teammates for a long time, for a few years. They qualified for the games in 21 and 22. Um, and so in 2022, is that when we did KO? Oh, 21? KO in the OK, yeah. We did a competition in Oklahoma that was six people. So they needed an extra female, extra male. And so they called me up. So that's how I first met everyone. So we've known each other for a couple of years. Um, and this last season, they all just decided to go individual, have a little fun. And then this season, we decided to get together and form a team. Um, before I get back to you guys in the chat, Jamie's coming. She's out. She's getting something to eat. She'll be on about 745. But I wanted to have this team on today because they crushed it today, sweeping uh, the events today and making a big move on the leaderboard. So you guys have come together. How excited are you? To be able to have an event like this that is very games-esque, right? You get to play with implements that you wouldn't normally get to play with in a local competition. You get to do high-skill events. What is that like, um, being able to come and do that together even before the season begins? It's fun. I mean, that's kind of what we're here for, just like to figure things out as a team, especially like with the new – I guess kind of new implement of the flip sled, just figuring out it, figuring out it together. Mm -hmm. And I kind of relied on her a little bit for the flip sled. And then she relied on me for the ring muscle ups. And that was the point just to figure out our new team chemistry. And you had weighted GHDs, you had uh, pegboards, yeah. things like that. You don't see normally in, in a local comp. Right. And, and it's new people, um, just people you wouldn't see. We just didn't want to stay like they're, on the Kansas side and I'm on the Missouri side uh, or well, yeah, any, but it's like, you see the same people at local competitions. And so, so we had to like talk and like, where do we want to go to see new people and to have bigger competitions to get a better idea of what it's going to be like for the mm -hmm. season. So we have a couple comments. Uh, Shelby Jones says, uh, <laughs> interested in what's going on. Shelby, aren't you at a wedding? Uh, and then George, oh, George. says, Put them guns away, Joe. 
Oh, that's funny. Hey, guys, they're at a wedding back home. Um, someone at our gyms get married, and so uh, Shelby is my old teammate, and then uh, George is my husband. So they're they're going together to the wedding. Technically, they're both former teammates, and one is a current teammate. George was yes, not correct. George yes. my current yeah, life I guess that's partner. true. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, so you came in. Um, the broadcast was touting you guys as the favorite to win the competition because of your past experience. You had a rough first day. Um, and that started with the pegboards, uh, the sandbag over yoke, and the weighted GHDs. Um, and I'm trying to remember what the second event was off the top of my head. But we'll get to that in a second. So you, you, finish, um, you finish fourth in the first event. What was what was the hang up? Um, I'm not sure. So we haven't done big boards in the off season a whole lot. Like I did my first one since the games in a very long time. And I was like, well, we'll see how this goes. It's not something I particularly make a point to train in the off season. Um, and then I'm not sure. We weren't sure how confident um, Lauren was to do a couple peg boards, and we ended up needing her, and she did great and got us like two out of the, at the back end of the workout. Um, so I don't know. We did also didn't know how the other teams would fare. So it was just kind of like a, the first workout, get that out of the way and see where we end up. But. Um, Kenneth Delap says my favorite team. Hi Kenneth. <laughs> That's fun. <You're> nice. <clears throat> so, um, so you get through that event, then like you've got to regroup and the next event was running. So it was four rounds of a 400 meter team run and then 100 foot handstand walk per athlete in 50 foot sections. Yeah. Conga style. Yeah. And yeah, that handstand walk, it can be devastating if you get a large percentage of it done and then fail. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which is pretty much what happened. Um, going in, I know that's a big weakness of mine. Um, so I practiced it on my own and I, it went way better than it actually went this weekend. Um, so it was a little discouraging to, to see how it went. Um, but yeah, there was three times I made it about 45 feet and then I would fall. Um, but it was really nice. Cause you know, like our first competition together and looking up and I can tell, you know, it sucks for them to be waiting and they want to continue the workout, but they were just so encouraging and it was like, well, don't go until you're ready and it's okay. So that was really nice. It was a good um, moment. There's still a long time till season. So mm -hmm. that's why we are doing this competition with competitive um, teams, just to see like where our weaknesses are and then what we can improve on together. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So, so I have, uh, like, as someone who doesn't do handstand walking personally, um, someday. Yeah. In my in my 60s, I'll get there. Um, <laughs> when you get so close, is there something in your mind that says, like, there's the finish and, like, something comes over you? Because it seems so often that people get so close to that finish line and then that's when the bobble starts. Yeah. For me, I feel like I knew once we passed um, some marker in my head, I knew I had three squares left. And they did so good about telling me three squares left, two squares left. Um, but it's just, when I get fatigued, I start to get just way out of position and it gets to a point where I'm just stuck and I physically can't move like my shoulders anymore, if that makes sense. 
Um, so it's just about learning how to control that fatigue. And we had just came off that GHD workout in the sandbag. So my back was pretty blown up. Um, but that's really what it was. It was not like, Hey, there's one more left. I panic. It's like, I can't go forward anymore. So you, you've only really had like one, what I would call like team team workout. And that is mm-hmm. where like you have a worm or something that you are growing. And in that one worm, you mm-hmm. are, you're a very tall woman mm-hmm. and Addie is not. No, <laughs> that was, yeah, something we definitely considered as a, a new team. And we, I, in the past couple of years, have been on the back bag and that's always been my position, but we knew kind of coming into this that Lauren is going to take the back bag and I'm going to move to the middle. Um, and it's honestly, I don't think it's been a huge curve at all. Not at all. Yeah. I was really shocked, but it's, yeah, I feel like it's pretty smooth. Mm-hmm. Smooth sailing. Too bad we didn't see more of the worm. We just had to hold it. I know this weekend it was like there was one team that got back to the worm to actually do movements and they got two reps in. So that kind of stinks. But. Yeah. 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 Because it, it would be that's something you want to do as a team, right? You want to get some warm work in, in under fatigue, under um, the stress of a competition. Um, and the fact that everybody kind of capped out before you even got to the movement yep. uh, was a little frustrating. Yeah. Even yeah. from a viewer standpoint. Yeah, sure. It's like, well, cool. Yeah. So then you come into today and absolutely smash it. And you start with the thruster ladder. And the two of you put the team out to a very big lead. Mm-hmm. What yeah. does that feel like starting the day like that and having a dominating performance? Felt good. I mean, we uh, are both very confident in that movement. We're both pretty strong athletes. So we knew our job and we executed how we needed to, um, to get us off on the right start, especially coming back from yesterday and put the guys in a pretty good spot to finish it out. So. So Joe. Yes, sir. I'm sucking you into this thing. Um, So then they finish. And I think they had like, they did it in five minutes and, change yeah. mm-hmm. and uh and then you guys are up next does that give you like some juice going into that event that you can like plow through some some moves or did or is it stressful <laughs> you what they did? um i mean it gave us a confidence that um, you know we could just get close to the end um we saw where the other women teams finished at that and knew as long as Nick and I got to the 265 bar and got a rep or two there that we would probably be okay. Didn't think that any men were going to finish that nearly as fast as Addie and Lauren did. So just like get to the 265 bar, try and hit a rep or two. It's pretty heavy for Nick and I um, as far as thrusters go. So just hit a, do what we can there. We're not the strongest guys on the floor, but we can manage that then we should be able to get a win there did were you able to do more of a like a slow and steady kind of pace knowing that under your belt yeah um we knew that we were gonna have to be slow and steady if we wanted any sort of chance at hitting a 270 or 265 thruster um you know we could both do 10 thrusters at 185 but if we were doing that then we wouldn't hit any at the last Mm -hmm. wave so just had to be smart, break it up, 
know that again if we wanted to hit any of the last bars that we had to be smart in the beginning bars what was it like feeling like you almost could kiss your your competitors <laughs> and the beside you? are you talking proximity yeah. <laughs> um you know it was close uh i think a barbell was almost smashed on nick's head <laughs> yeah i mean you just had to be careful and be aware with what was going on um we knew the the team that was directly in front of us and uh i trust that hayden wouldn't drop a barbell on <laughs> the other guy i don't know him too well but i don't think he would do that some of the other folks i'm not quite sure out on that floor uh, but that's on them i guess yeah. until it's on I mean, me you had one added piece where you had a you had crowd beside you like fans oh. Yeah. You could yeah. have taken them out. Originally, since we started first and I was the first to go on the barbell, I was like, is there a certain way I'm supposed to face? And my judge was like, not that I know of. So I looked behind me and it was like a line with spectators. And I looked in front of me and my competitor was right in front of me. I'm like, neither way is great. So, <laughs> yeah. we'll I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was it was comical to watch. It looked like pure chaos. Yeah. Um, I, I'm surprised they didn't stagger you guys, like lane one up a square, lane two back a square. That might have been the smart thing to do. But. Yeah. I didn't feel like it was chaotic in ours, did you? I don't know. I don't think it was chaotic. It was definitely tight. It was tight, yeah. 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 I, I'm like from a visual standpoint as a spectator, like it looked chaos. Right. Oh, okay. It was, it was even hard to tell who was on what team. For sure. Because it was just like a mass of people. Yeah, the yes, person right. not lifting was right there. The the uh, either the men or the women um, were there. This, you know, it just was crazy. And then in the individuals, they staggered them. Oh, in the they, they probably <laughs> learned. From... Yeah, yeah. Kenneth says it looked crazy close. Yeah, yeah. it was pretty close. And and Bruce Bruce is the guy that always pushes my buttons on the show. Oh, um, if you were paying attention at the beginning of the show, this is Camo Athletics. Yeah, Bruce. Hey, Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so you finish that event, you get a win under your belt, and then you come in to the afternoon to the flip sled and um, muscle up workout. And on this one, the men went first, and then the women went second. So little flip of the um order mm -hmm. and then they got to kind of put something on on the books and then you had to kind of keep up with that mm -hmm. yeah i think it, it was i like that setup because it usually girls aren't as strong in the ring muscle up as males and so having the females go last you could i mean it was such a close race with the guys division so it really came down to the females on the rings and we knew that going in it so um, and it was really nice for the guys at the end of the floor to just be like stay calm like mm -hmm. just just stay calm don't blow up um and so it really worked out i liked how they had the men first and then the women second uh your friend carolyn prevo just jumped on hey carol <laughs> hey lauren and team we were just watching is it 20 games? games so we yeah. watched you do your sandbag clean <laughs> uh, and bruce is telling me he was just thinking of the other viewers that just tuned in oh gotcha not, not for him yeah, yeah. Thanks, Bruce. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, that was you guys again. The women 
the, the guys did their part. They kept you in the race, right? You're right there. And then you guys hit the muscle ups and just crushed it from that point forward. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we executed. Um, oh, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. It's all you. Oh, we, um, we just we just did exactly how we wanted. Lauren took a couple more um, flip sleds, and I did a couple more ring muscle ups, and yeah, it felt great. It was hard to see you in in lane one, so mm -hmm. they were saying that some of the teams, like the 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 person that was going to do more muscle ups, like left early, mm -hmm. and the one person stayed back to just finish the flip sled on their own. Did you guys do that? Because I couldn't see. No. no. You were the. Yeah, you were the last person. I did two oh, to yeah. give her a chance to like run to the floor. I pretty much just had enough time to put chalk on my hands and then I jumped right up. I feel like maybe their strategy could have been like the weaker muscle upper takes pretty much like the, because you had to do six, you know, each direction. Um, so maybe they just didn't plan to do any or big sets. Um, for me, I just didn't know what my capacity would be after being fatigued, but I knew I could do more than singles. You know, I could give Addie a little bit more. So if, if she had given me the last five or six slip sets, you know, I would have had her have to take way more muscle ups. Mm -hmm. um, so it worked. It worked good for us. Yeah. Um, so Bruce is asking, are you guys going to Wadapalooza? Oh, no, didn't plan on it. <laughs> no. So, no, we, um, I don't even know when the team qualifier was, but we it's now it's now the three person. Team. It's happening. Now. Oh, it's a three, three, three. Yeah. No. Yeah. We hadn't talked about it. We're mainly just focused on our team currently and working on weaknesses in the off season and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Bruce is from South Florida and he never leaves there. Oh, so he wants everybody to come to him. There. Yeah. Yeah. I, Bruce, I don't. It's I'm a, not an ocean person, and swimming is not something I will volunteer yeah. to do. It's a super fun competition, <laughs> but yeah, not this year or next year. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I'm going this year. I just the, it was so packed last year, and there was no media access that it just didn't oh. make sense. Right. Yeah. You know. Yeah. This is Nick, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, is Nick cooking something good? Meal prepping? What, what's going on? I was eating a little bit of ground beef and some rice. Typical CrossFitter meal? Yeah. yeah. It's easy. So now, so now Jay Birch is asking, uh, fittest experience? We actually chose this over the fittest experience. One, there was no qualifier and because it was the um, soonest. So we just wanted to get like that initial team um, experience and then know how to build off of it from there. So. Yeah. Yeah. I th Watching, like I have so much FOMO this week. I was almost going to come to this competition. Um, I, have fam I have family in Charlotte. You're not North Carolina. Charlotte's North. No, where are you? Really? Yes, remind me. Iowa, Illinois. Columbus, Ohio. 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 I was way off. Gosh. Way off. Okay. But I have family. I have family in Charlotte. Okay. And and so I was going to drop my wife off in Charlotte and then go down for the weekend. Aww. And I have so much FOMO. And I'm so bummed I didn't go because I love the fact that that Jr. is giving you guys the opportunity for a games like experience. Mm -hmm. I just love that. Yeah. It's it's high skill, like that. That handstand obstacle thing that they had to do today was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you guys getting to do the flip sleds and 
the pegboards and all of that, it just, it adds so much to the excitement of the event because a lot of people haven't even touched those things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. So how has your overall experience been at this competition? I think it's been good. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's a, a check-in time, a corral time, like there is like the higher level competitions where they have a 10 minutes, you have to be in your corral kind of deal. So they're pretty like on time and yeah, it's been good. Yeah. Um, and so that it's giving you all those intangibles too in a competition, mm-hmm. like set up, um, cool down, warm up, all the things that you need. Um, how to eat during a competition, right, Nick? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I, I, I just love that. And so, and, and I, it, it appears like everything is running on time, like two to the minute. Yeah, they're yeah, they're very they're running tight ship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we yeah. like that. there's enough time too to go. Back to our Airbnb between heats, feel plenty rested, recovered, and ready to go for the next event by the time we get back. So it's been nice, yeah. So now you're you're gonna go, you finish up this weekend. Um, if we if I show you the leaderboard um, and the the audience, let me do that real quick. Um, you guys are under the traditional scoring, mm-hmm. not the P scoring that's going on which I think is to your disadvantage after your slow start. Correct, yes. Because like in the in the thruster workout, you would have made up a lot of ground. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you are sitting at 330 points. BRRH is at 360. Yeah. That seems like a pretty big lead. How many scored events do you have tomorrow? Three. Three, but isn't one of them? The first two are half each. So technically only two full scores. Okay. So it's going to be a tough hill to climb to get to that number one spot. Yeah. So what, what is your goal for tomorrow? Yeah. Win, uh, win, win the last workout. We got no idea about the sleds, but I'd like to win that last one. Definitely, yeah. Yeah. That'd be awesome uh, to do that, and and it would be a good way to finish and move on into uh, training for the season. So what what are the goals for the season? Any other competitions? Um, to end out this like 23 year, probably not just get back into some training, um, specifically weakness training, get onto a strength cycle, specifically Joe and I a strength cycle. Um, we talked to, I talked to JR a little bit today and I guess the crescendo that he hosts in April is teams only. And he said a lot of teams use that as a prep one month out of semifinals. Uh, so we may consider that. Uh, if we do that, we will fly this next time because <laughs> that drive on Thursday was yeah, we had a little tr- heinous. Tough so trip bad. here. <laughs> it was bad. Um, How many yeah. hours in the car? It ended up being 17 for me, 16 for Lauren, and then Four- 14-ish for them too because they were on the way. So we j- I just picked people up as we went. Yeah. No wonder you had a slow start. <laughs> we had yeah. like yeah. two and a half hours of traffic just standstill stand traffic. traffic we went two miles i think in two hours yeah just Four outside miles. of knoxville it was rough yeah uh that's awful yeah so maybe crescendo and then you guys aren't at the same gym right so you're gonna have to are you guys gonna do weekends like get together 
do some team building stuff. Yeah, that's what we've been doing the last handful of weeks. Lauren's only an hour from me. Um, and so she comes out more often than Joe and Addie. Joe and Addie and I have been training together for going on three years now. So we only need to brush up on things every so frequently. Um, so when they can make the trip out, their trip's closer to four hours. Um, we, we get on that worm and hammer away for a weekend and they stay with us. So um, as far as the travel and stuff goes, we're, we're pretty content with the schedule we've got. So, and then, and then it's just, you'll, you'll do, where will you do the open? In Kansas city. Yeah. At camo. Okay. And, um, and then you'll make it to quarters. Yep. You'll go then to semis. Semis will be in the West. Yeah. I, have you seen a a schedule or a rule book yet for this year? No. What we're waiting on (laughs) to, brother. (laughs) No. Yeah, uh, I didn't have good inside information or anything yet. Um, and then, and then it's all out for semifinals, and then hopefully to the games. Yep. Um, well, that's awesome. You're going to be a fun team to follow. Um, I always follow Lauren's team, whichever that is. Uh, that's who. That's who this media company follows through the season. So, um, I'm sure we'll be talking to you guys a bunch yeah. this upcoming season. Cool. Looking forward which, to it. Yeah, I want to wish you guys good luck tomorrow and yeah. throughout the season. And we'll be in touch and see how things are going. Okay, that sounds good, Scott. Well, thank you so much for jumping on. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. We'll talk to you soon. Bye, guys. Bye. See ya. <laughs> All right, guys. So that is Camo Athletics. Again, swept the events today, won both the thruster ladder and the um yeah sure the flip sled muscle up uh workout so they won both of those and <clears throat> and then uh they have three events tomorrow two are half scores one is a full score and they have to make up 30 points to get into first place they currently sit in second uh tied in points with apex performance black and they're chasing brrh which is blue city crossfit uh, for first place. Um, so there's that. And now, um, hopefully in the next couple minutes, uh, Jamie and Tristan will jump on and we'll talk about the individual competition um, and see how that went for them today. And we'll be able to wish Jamie a happy birthday. Uh, Carolyn says, I feel like Lauren does a competition every weekend. Uh, I agree. I think when I look at her Instagram, she's always competing. Um, so, and here comes the birthday girl now. We did it. We're here. And they've got everybody in the same shot. Yeah. Sign my shirt. I'm 40 years old now. Tell them the shirt that you wanted to get. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, happy birthday. I didn't get to say it to you personally. Thanks. You had a really good day for your birthday. Yeah, that was, was good. Okay. So we have Ronica, Tristan, and birthday girl Jamie. We're how come every time we talk about your performances, you and I get into a fight? 
don't know, because you, I, I don't think that it's good. I mean, it's good. I'm, I'm happy with the thrusters for sure. I'm, I'm, like, I'm not gonna do better than that. So I'm confident in watching you do your handstands today, handstand walking, that if you were on that apparatus for another 20 minutes, you would be able to do those things really well. It's just oh, it's your first time. And the only thing that got you on the stairs was the transition from your weight at the top to go back down. And that's just figuring out where to put your weight. <clears throat> so I was super stoked. I was jumping, screaming at the laptop because you were worried you were going to fall flat on your face and get no reps on that. And you got two full traverses and 40 more feet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that was pretty awesome. Now, the still, bad part of it is, is this stupid P scoring. Still, fat, which, still, still big fat zero. So. so yesterday I was devil's advocate with P scoring. Today it is stupid. <laughs> thank you sir thank you it is dumb the fact that you do double plus almost triple the work of another athlete and get the same score is asinine yeah it makes it hard to make any moves huh <laughs> it does makes you not want to move at all when they say three to one go <laughs> I'm going to get a zero anyway, so I just can stand here. Wait, hi, Mom. Which is interesting because the point of P score is to prevent that from happening. I agree. I agree. Now that, now that I see it, like now that you see it, right? It, before it was hypothetical. Now I see it. Now I'm like, yeah, it's dumb. I, well, I've, never this is my first even like knowing about p score i i don't think i would have said from the get-go i was not for p score i think i think there is valid reasons for z score i'm all for z score this is the dumbest thing i've ever heard of uh kenneth delap says f p score um it's andrew says it seems there's good and bad with p scoring I don't see the good yet. Yeah, me either. So I think in theory, if if there's a, I, I think right now I feel like one of the limitations of P-score is the size of the field. I agree. Um, so like, I'm very curious to see what the the elite leaderboard looks like with all the scores in and we can see like who got points where who didn't get points where and all that stuff. But I think part of the theory of it is you could in theory allow like with a P scoring system, allow athletes to focus in on where their strengths actually are because they could pick up bigger point margins on their, on the competitive field in a well-rounded test. Like I, I talked to Tyler a little bit and I overheard him talking today. Like we've never, the example he gave was we've never seen how strong Sam Dancer can actually get. Cause Sam Dancer is just always running so that he doesn't take like a dead last in a run event. So in theory, a scoring system like this would allow us to see like how strong can Sam actually get 
and put distance between himself and the field in something he has the ability to do so at, which I get. I, I just think there's a lot that needs to be fleshed out with it. And I think, I think as with all things, there's a big difference between theory and application. So here, here's, I'm going to first, Carolyn says, I just don't think it works for our sport. Here's where I think the mess up is. And this, and I saw it today. If you have an outlier like Caroline Cluck, is it, what's her name? I don't, I'm going to mess it up now. Um, the person that's winning the masters, Caroline Klutz, who is killing it. right? And, and she's winning. If you win by a large margin, now you're setting the point differential at a very large margin. So because she's so far above the median now, like every second is seven points. Okay. So now she wins by a minute and you have these seven point minutes, right? But Jamie finishes one second ahead of somebody or behind somebody. Now she's lost seven points to that person. And really their fitness is almost identical. Right. It's a second apart. And that's where, that's where it really gets messed up. I, in addition I to that. I feel like it worked. I feel like that didn't happen with me. Like, like. I'm saying, I, I was using you as an example. I'm saying that looking yeah. all over the leaderboard today in, in everybody, it, if there was an outlier in an event, it just, it skews the middle. Well, and it doesn't prevent, it doesn't, like what we've seen, at least in a field of eight, which we could almost, like I feel comfortable saying would be the same thing that would happen in the example I'm about to give. This scoring does not prevent the Matt Frazier scenario. If you have somebody, worse, yeah. if you have somebody who's winning by margins mm -hmm. in events, which we could say Matt was probably capable of doing like the year he went into the games and he had like, you know, a point lead that was insurmountable with P scoring in theory, that lead could have even been bigger. Right. Which again, like to, and maybe I just misunderstood it kind of from the con conceptual side, but like I thought this was supposed to prevent that. But if you have somebody who's an outlier, not necessarily in one event, but in their ability throughout the sport, they're going to run away. Like Caroline, she cannot be caught. She's won. Right? Like it's over. Yeah. So like, I, I think there's just bridging that gap between, like I said, theory and application. Yeah. And, and here's where it, you know, and Jamie's my friend. So of course I'm, I'm attached to this, right? she kills the the handstand walk today for her something she's never done before she finishes the second traverse and you're jumping up and down that you've done it and super excited then you see this p score and it takes all that away mm -hmm. because it gave you a zero for something you did that you've never been it, able to accomplish it gave before. me a tie with somebody i did more work than yeah it literally it, says we tied there's three people in her division who have sixth place on that event because then they all got zeros. 
So it's like once they hit the zero, like once this calculations hit the zero point scale, it's just you're all sixth place because it doesn't like you just get zeros. And they're, yeah, the, like what they're trying to say is like throw out the bottom because you're not good enough. Your score doesn't matter. Um, like that doesn't make sense. Like, like to give somebody on flip sleds yesterday who finished the event a zero makes no sense. Like they did all of the work. They clearly did better than other people. They deserve some points. Yeah. I agree. There's got to be a better way. Oh, or at least put make one massive leaderboard so that this small field isn't such a big problem. And then just wherever we fall, just slide us over, right? But Carol will still be at the top, right? Yeah. Like just put us all on the main main leaderboard with maybe yellow highlights on our names and we'll see what order we fall in. Yeah, I mean, I applaud Crash for trying something new and seeing how it it actually worked in re reality. But now that we've seen it, I hope we never see it again. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so Jay Birch says there is no place for people who cap or are outside the standard deviation between the leader and the mean. That's what that's what this scoring is saying. There is no place for them. They they get a zero. Correct. Correct. Basically. Um, and I actually heard Tyler say yesterday when explaining it that they view those as outliers and they're not relevant to the right. I'm not agreeing with it. I'm just telling you what was said. <laughs> Don't shoot the message. Wait, wait, wait. No, I, I know. I heard him say that too. And I'm like, that's what I'm trying to say. Like, you can't tell me, you can't tell the person who finished that flip side event that they're not relevant. Right. And, but that is, that's a statistical term, right? When you're working yes. with numbers, these are people, these are competitors and athletes. It's different. And it's going to dis, it's exactly what Ronica said. It's going to disincentivize people to, to even put any work in. Like, if I'm going to get a zero, why flip this sled 40 times? Well, they got to do, what, 400 reps tomorrow? Like, if I can't finish this workout and I only have 50 reps left. The P scores on the hundreds are going to be nuts. I'm going to be mad and chain there with my fat zero. If the, the hundreds is the closest workout to the flip sled run in terms of, like, time domain and probably more than likely going to be score variance among the athletes like there'll be i bet you there'll be people who are almost 50 reps 60 reps apart who get zeros yeah and that's not okay right like significant amount of work should i mean it's like four minutes of work that deep into a workout yeah. like <laughs> it's a pretty big difference yeah uh ldy 2742 I think that's the goal. If someone is way fitter, they get rewarded more. But I like that with the scoring system, we know you can figure out what you need to do. No way to guess what someone's going to. So he's saying that you can strategize going into the next event, like who you need to be ahead of and by how much you need to be ahead of them. So you can actually strategize in the last workout. With this scoring, you're going to have no clue how you much? have no idea how many points you'll get in any event. 
Right. Yeah. Unless you know you're going to win. Sure. But even the second place person. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. We've seen second places get 80 points and 60 points. Mm -hmm. Ooh. <laughs> That's uh, Jaybird says there's no gaming the workout except to go balls to the wall. I, but, I don't know. but yes and no. Yeah. Like if, if, if athletes were comfortable with the scoring system, like James Sprague blew the brakes off of that workout last night. Right. If athletes were comfortable and aware enough of the scoring system, when he comes in from his last 400 meter run and he realizes because James knows how long 30 GHGs is going to take him. And he knows how long seven flips flip slide is going to take him. If he knows He's already going to finish 45 seconds to a minute ahead of the second place person on that event. He's getting his hundred points and, and he can take away points in theory from what other people can get, but it's still like the, the damage you can incur on your body, like melting yourself at the end of a certain workout. Athletes are still going to be like, nah, I'm going to take my hundo and you can have, 70 or 80 points and i'm good and if if this was a common scoring system athletes are a hundred percent smart enough to figure that stuff out and do it mid-event it's not that hard yeah i agree so let's move on from scoring okay i know you guys have an early morning so you finish that um anything that you and so in did you watch any of the individuals do it the handstand I, walk? Yeah. Some of it. I, I couldn't see really any. You I it was it. I watched a little bit of it, but it, it got crowded in there pretty quick. It was it was a little hard. And we came back and I could have yeah. watching on live stream. Oh live stream. Yeah. So again, there were there were some phenomenal times. Yep, I yeah. saw Lydia's run. Yeah. Incredible. Right. But I've got a I actually texted Tristan today. So we we bad we bad mouthed uh Bill Leahy last night, and I want to give him kudos today. He had a phenomenal day. Phenomenal day. And uh last night I questioned his sense of urgency in the flip sled when the guy came up on him. Uh he had the same thing happen to him with Marquan today in the handstand walk, and there was a sense of urgency, and he stepped on the throat and took the win. Yep. And so I want to give him his kudos and dude was flying. And then he, he did really well in the thruster workout too. So two back-to-back -back quality workouts um, for Bill Leahy and a really good day for him. Yeah. I do want to address one thing uh, on the broadcast. Someone said uh, it was Brian friend said that he, that he was no repped and someone questioned why he was no repped in the chat. And the response from Brian was he needs to be held to a higher standard than everybody else because of what he's been through. And I completely disagree with that. There is a judging standard that everybody should be held to. Yeah. No more, no less. If he meets that standard, he gets the rep, not a higher standard, not a lower standard, the standard. Yeah. Yeah, that's weird. Well, and this, 
was kind of what I was alluding to a little bit last night. Like, and I, I talked about this some today. Like, yesterday, people were just, I'm sure people were just going in on him about the pegboard, right? Because he fell. And the urgency in the last workout yesterday. But because of what he's had happen, and then people, if people follow him or, or know of him, like his scores that he has put up in workouts are very good. Like he is fit and he is athletic and he is strong. So there's, I feel like he's in this weird position where everybody is scrutinizing him a bunch. And when he steps out on the competition floor, they expect him to execute in the same way a seasoned games athlete does or somebody who's been doing this a long time. Like he doesn't have that much high level competitive experience yet. He, he's not been doing this a super long time yet. And that was kind of why, why I said what I said yesterday, like just like give him some time, let him get over his mistakes. Like he'll have to figure all that out and obviously not do those things in the future, but he's still a young competitor in the sport. Like he's not, he's going to have those blunders. I mean, for crying out loud, how many times has Pat Vilner had something crazy happen at the games? Yeah. He's been doing this forever. He rolls his plate across the floor or whatever, right? Like that stuff happens, but well, I feel like when that it happens to Bill, people are like, Arr. it's like, just, just chill out guys. Uh, Jay Birch says Bill needs a team around who will hold him accountable. I think he needs a team around him that will support him. I'm just going to, I'm going to trans, I'm just going to transfer that a little bit to support him. Make sure that his setup is measured correctly. Make sure that everything is in line before he submits an online submission. Like he just needs support. I don't think every, my, every account of people who know Bill say he's a great dude. Like, I don't think he's trying to, to manipulate the system. I just think he makes stupid mistakes and just need someone to support him to make sure he doesn't do that any uh, anymore because he looked great today he looked great yesterday until the pegboard fall on that event like but anyway he needs he needs lynette in his life <laughs> he does he, exactly he needs a lynette in his yeah. life at least someone can you control send lynette his videos and have lynette be like bro you got to redo that yeah, come up to Columbus, do your online comps at Chalk Dust, and Lynette will set you straight. <laughs> we got yeah. you, Bill. Yeah, she sets up four cameras, um, measures everything 16 times, and doesn't use the wheel they used at the games. So, <laughs> anyway. So, we you finish that. I want to talk about your thruster workout. Um, you looked so happy on the floor. And I was so happy for you when you hit the 155, 165, 165, three times. And that was a PR. I think, yeah. Your, your husband was you in the chat too. on the, on the stream <laughs> telling everybody it was a PR. Aaron so, got on the stream. Is that what he said? He did. Yep. Yeah. And so um, 
How stoked were you to hit that? I was happy. I mean, yeah, like I felt like that bar felt like the 155 bar. Yeah, the first lift of that bar felt like the one end of the 155 bar. So that was nice picking that one up. And then I just, I mean, I only had so much time. So. Yeah. I wanted you to get that so bad. But yeah. I didn't know that the bar only had to be off the ground because I probably could have waited like 10 more seconds. Yeah. Um, I didn't know that was the rule. Well, you have to go through your psych up, psych up, um, routine too. So you got to give yourself time for that. Yeah. I was giving myself time to do a extremely slow front squat and press. <laughs> so I could have added it. I could have, I could have rested and had it off the ground. Um, but whatever, which that would have made a difference in points. Um, Carolyn Prevost says birthday PR. Yep. Yep. On a men's shorty bar. And uh, Kenneth Delap says nice hotel room art. Um, it's better than way, our last way better, first way better than the Madison Hotel. Way better than the Madison Hotel. Way better. Less bullet holes, it looks like, too. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um if we look at if we look at the leaderboard real quick, I will pull that up. Yeah, I probably don't want to see that. <laughs> well, I mean, for all the elites. Way better than the Actually, MFC I hotel, Andrew. Oh, the puke. Um, the puke in the toilet? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> there was no puke. Uh, so in the elite, or the master's female, Caroline Klutz has run away with this. Um, yeah. It would take a Tanya Harding event to get her not to win. Uh, Mackenzie Riley in second, Hannah Oakley in third. If we look at the men, men's masters, Mark Hutchinson. Actually, this surprises me. Um, I've followed Mark for a long time through regionals and semifinals. Um, the fact that he's winning in a pretty loaded uh, masters thing, good on him. He's been around the sport a long time. Hudson Fricke yeah, in second and Chad Cackert in uh, third. And our boy Kyle Ruth in fourth still. Yep. If we look at the elite females, Emma Harveg in first place. Oh. Kind of a surprise. I haven't actually looked at this. Uh, Lindsay Lane, CrossFit Crash athlete in second. Wow. And Lydia Fish in third. <clears throat> Chloe Wilson made up a lot of ground today. Yes. Yeah. Uh, sitting there in fifth. Um, Ariel Sanders fell back a little bit. Um, Allison Yen still in that top 10. Hannah Black in ninth. Calista Lang made a little bit of a run. She's in 12th. Um, I think tomorrow's way better for her than today. That She did great on the handstand walk. Um, the thruster was going to be tough for her regardless. So there's the females. We go to the men elite. Uh, Daniel Kutz in first. Man, that dude looks strong. And he's 20 years old. I think I heard. Do you guys know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, James Sprague in second. Austin Hatfield in third. 
And then Rosama, Mertens, Craig, Krieg, uh, four, five, and six. So, uh, and then Quentin McQueen is still kind of hanging out there. And there's Bill, Bill Leahy made a huge move from like 22nd to 8th. Yep. So good on him. Mark Juan in 11th. Ty Jenkins coming out of the teen division, holding his own in 12th. Very cool. So my last question for you guys, and I'm I want it more for Tristan to start, and then, and then we'll we'll answer some of the chat questions. At an event like this, where Jr. pulls out all of these implements that you don't see at local comps, you don't see at the open, you don't see in quarterfinals, probably not even in semis. How good is it for for you to have an athlete have experience doing flip sleds, doing pull uh, pegboards, doing um, the the handstand obstacles? Is that important for an athlete to have that experience? I think so. I don't think it ever hurts either. Um, even though maybe some of these things aren't sport specific in the traditional like linear path from open quarters semis games i think they're good implements for people to have some exposure to especially because there's almost no athlete in the space who exists solely in the sanctioned crossfit season so it is likely you could see something like this at a wadapalooza dubai i mean i was at a relatively local competition in Louisiana a couple months ago and they had pegboards for every division the the scale division did pe like pegboard pull-ups basically so I don't think it's ever a bad thing for people to get that variance I mean that is part of what CrossFit is uh and I think for a lot of the athletes it's a fun opportunity like doing those odd things challenging themselves just a little bit of more flavor in the programming, I think the athletes enjoy instead of, you know, going to a, another off-season comp and it's like, all right, well, we're gonna row and do total bar and clean and jerks. I hope you're faster than the other guy because that's what a lot of smaller, you know, and I don't think crash is a small competition, but just more local competitions. That's just a lot more of what it is. There's not high skill movements. There's not odd objects really. Um, it's just like simple grunt work stuff. So I think it's great for athletes to experience that personally. Um, and I think the athletes enjoy it. So it's no secret that Jamie has talked since I've known her that this is the year she's going all in to try to make the games. If you have an athlete that's trying to go to the CrossFit games, these are implements that you will see at a games event. Mm -hmm. If your athlete is one of those people trying to, for that goal, is it important they find a competition like this? I would say so. Yeah. It's definitely going to help your learning curve for games prep. And we know the games at least tries to throw some kind of a curveball. So, because there's a, if you've done something similar enough to something else, even if it's not the exact same thing, if you have some sort of a relatable experience that can help you learn quicker, because that's a large part of what the games is when they do those random odd things. It's like, who can figure it out faster, right? Um, all of the people at the games in any division could figure it out 
if they had two weeks. But part of what the games is, is can you figure it out in 20 minutes in the warm-up area or on the floor? So if you happen to get lucky and have done it, or if you have some sort of thing you've done that's close enough that you can figure it out faster than the other people, then that's a big thing. So my last question on this, and then we'll hit some of the questions in the chat, is this weekend, Jamie has done something she's never done before in all four events. Hell yeah. Does that, how does that give you as her coach confidence and Jamie, you as an athlete that you can adapt? Is that one of her strengths that she's able to, in a day or two, figure out how to do a flip sled, how to do a pegboard, how to do a handstand obstacle? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it gives me a bunch of confidence, especially coming off of, the MFC like two weeks ago. So with that limited prep time and her being able to figure that stuff out on the fly and also seeing her do these things in person has been good for me knowing there's a little bit of a difference between what she thinks she can do and what she can do, which is good for me to know as we like go through the winter and then really start ramping up for the season and things like that. Um, it'll help me write things that'll give her an opportunity to surprise herself and have confidence in her abilities when the season starts. So Jamie, you're up. You're up. How do you feel confident in your ability to adapt now after this weekend? I think I'm a pretty adaptable athlete. What I don't like is, so I'm, I'm a big proponent of not knowing workouts at all. And I know that wouldn't have like completely mattered because like people, people just have experience on those, on some of those implements, but I would rather nobody knew any of these and we all came in blind and cause then I felt like, feel like I would have been on slightly more, even playing ground. Um, but I don't know. I, I've always thought that I, I pick things up fairly quick. Um, I don't want to be it to a dead horse, but I, this is where I feel like P score is a terrible idea is when you're doing these like super high skill stuff. Like, I think I do think P score makes sense for like a row clean or or tomorrow's hundreds. Like just move and then you really see who's fitter and you but like you can't penalize people for like tr learn like doing these things and getting as much as they can. Like you're not just doing a normal workout that people can just get through. And it's then it's just like where you fall. I I agree. But what I'm happy with as your friend, and Ronica, you can jump in here. You train with her every day. Seeing her do things that I know she's never done before, like I was elated watching her. That was the whole week. All I've been saying is I'm so excited to see the unknown. I see you do all kinds of crazy stuff where I'm like, oh, where'd that come from? But now it's like, Man, 
you I've always known that you belonged here. I just hope you do too now. And the fact that everyone's like, hi, Jamie, 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 Jamie. You're making a name for yourself, whether you believe it or not. And a kid of mine's dad always says, if you're going to make a mistake, make it huge. And I don't ever really see her make a mistake when she knows her body. And I think it takes a lot of courage to showcase what you're capable of and more to entertain people in a race. It takes a lot of courage and not everybody. I, I was telling, I think that when the masters who did say they were coming, saw the workouts, they decided, nah, I'm good. And Jamie was like, I'll give it a little whirl. I'm going to complain the whole time, but I'm going to give it a stab, <laughs> stab, stab, stab. <laughs> and then keep stabbing about everything else. But um, before she did those thrusters, I was like, dude, you're going to get two. If you can get one, you can get two. She was like, let's be real. I was like, I am being real. I think you can do two. But you got three. he's got to want it. It's got to... So, um, Tristan says it's about performance. If it's not about perfecting the performance, then what are we here for? And I think today was a good way of getting some exposure to stuff that we've never done before. And it's so just awesome to watch her see different styles of how to do flip sleds and different styles of how to walk up ramps and down stuff or the clamping of the feet on the pegboard. Like we saw that, that's cheating. <laughs> but these are all different techniques that people use that now we can go back to the drawing board and see collectively what works for her, for her body type, under fatigue, under stress, racing somebody, and what doesn't. So I think all around, this was excellent for her as an athlete to become more. And I love that she's never happy and never satisfied. And that's what's going to make a competitor, a champion, and a legacy. So the only Boom. mistake I ever make this weekend was almost ripping her sports bra off with the flip sled. Oh, yeah, that happened too. <laughs> She had a lot of underboob coming out. <laughs> so some chat questions. Uh, Andrew Sten says, Jamie, how do you feel about all the masters being together? I know it's a small field, but it's odd to have diff all the different age athletes competing together. Uh, well, I'm the only one not in the technically in the age bracket. Um, it, it's fine. I, I just it doesn't make sense to me that we're just not on one big leaderboard. Like either make the programming different or put us all together. Uh, Jay Birch says, Jamie, how is your recovery so far this weekend? It's fine. I feel fine. She only did 7,000 steps today. <laughs> uh, Kenneth says, did you bring your robot belt? Absolutely. That's probably why I feel fine. It stinks like Fit Aid though. <laughs> yeah, my Fit Aid exploded in my suitcase and got everything yellow. <laughs> you mean your C4? Yeah. You mean your C4? Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Um, Bruce says, Jamie is the best Clydesdaleista. Thank you, I Bruce. Think I, read, I think I read that right. And then he said the fittest Clydesdaleista. 
Um, LDY 2742, this comp is just going to help Jamie grow. She is on her way to make it, I would bet. Um, Bruce says she's made a name for herself. I, that's all Scott. That's all you Scott. You got to do work for somebody to talk about. You, you've helped me make a name for myself. Carolyn Prevo says, your division is very good, Jamie. I know you were coming off a win a couple weeks ago, and this may not be where you want to be sitting, but you are doing great, and this is actually good experience. It is good experience. I, you're right. I'm trying to, I'm trying to just have fun with it. It's, it's difficult. I am never satisfied. Ronix right, but I'm trying to not be. Uh, Carolyn also said lots of new implements and some good high skill tests. Go crush it tomorrow. Thank you, Carolyn. I will do my best. Hundreds. Let's go, Bennies. <laughs> uh, people's champ, no matter what. Oh, thanks, Ken. And. I think you melted Bruce down with the underboob talk. But <laughs> they're going uh, back now to watch the footage. You're you're the one putting in the work, Jamie. So I think you had an awesome day today. You had a great birthday, hopefully. Um I know you're gonna celebrate post comp, right? You're not and you have an early morning tomorrow where you have to get up. What time do you guys start in the morning? 8.15 or 8.12? 8.12. I think 8.12. And do teams still go before you? I think. Oof. But I actually don't know the answer to that off the top of my head. I think they okay. might. I also don't know what, if they have. There's two floors, I feel like. Yeah, they are. They're running two I'm floors. I'm almost positive seven. there's two floors. Yeah, there's definitely two floors. But if they're doing the re-pull or whatever it's quick yeah i think so, they started at like eight yeah so yeah. they'll be done pretty quick okay well when they start running two floors if there's some reason why you are not going to be um broadcast i will set something up quickly so we can broadcast the masters and send I'm a link to a phone yeah, because they, I already looked, like, we go at 10, 25, 10, 30, 10, like 10.30, and there's definitely, like, elite women on the main floor do, doing the hundreds while we go over on the side floor during, doing the ring muscle up spud. So I know it's simultaneous. Okay, so send, send me that time Okay. that you go in the second oh. event. I will set something up and give Veronica and Tristan the link and we'll broadcast it live. I don't think there's overlap. So the so the first event, the teams are one heat at 8 a.m. Yeah, but see, and like these right here is elite females are going from 1035 to 11, but you keep go down and I'm going at 1045. Oh, okay. The second event. Yeah, the second event. Yeah, yeah, is going well. There's well, they have the ten forty-five. I mean, they have like four cameras, like Hiller, Souza. There was another one floating around, so I would hope they can divide and conquer. But but will they? 
I believe. We'll see, though. I, I bet they make a decision. Probably. And well, so some of the feed is kind of glitchy and not very good. Like when they do the whole floor. Yeah. Today, it wasn't very good. I don't know if it was like the glare from outside. And that time of day, because the sun came out and like you really couldn't see when they were starting their thrusters. I personally thought. And then they'd zoom in and you'd be able to see everybody. Well, when we were listening, quality. when we were listening at one point, didn't Susan say he took it like off the Wi-Fi yeah. and they got better connected? Okay. So I'm sure they're, I'm sure the internet out here is streaming. Yeah, we'll, we'll, <laughs> um, we'll set something up and at least do a Jamie broadcast. I like that. So I will send Jamie the link and then she can give it to whoever... I'll have my phone. Oh. Yeah. We can roll with okay. it. I'll do my best not to scream and shake. <laughs> I'll set it up and leave it. <laughs> yeah. The day I was like, I'm shaking so much. <laughs> awesome. Well, great job today. That I thought this was an interesting conversation. Um, thank you so much to everybody in the chat. Um, Kenneth says October babies unite. Right on, Ken. With that, um, you get to bed. Have a great Thanks. day tomorrow, uh, and we will see you then. Until then, okay. we'll catch everybody next time on Thursday Night CrossFit Talk at the Crash Crucible. Bye, okay. guys. Bye. C4 Energy, Extend, and Cellucor are delivering the most effective, best-tasting, and highest quality products for you. Get 20% off when you use the code Clydesdale at checkout at C, the number four energy.com. That's C4energy.com. And now back to the interview.